Every fan knows the right player in the right position can be a game changer. Put LifeLock between your identity and identity thieves to monitor and alert you to threats you could miss. Plus, with a U.S.-based restoration specialist on your team, you won't have to face drained accounts, fraudulent loans, or other losses from identity theft alone. All backed by the LifeLock Million Dollar Protection Package. Change the game on identity theft. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com slash aware. Hello and welcome back to the EPL Roundtable. I'm your host, Kevin DeVries, and as always, if you'd like to reach us at the podcast, you can do so by either tweeting us at EPL Roundtable or emailing us at EPLRoundtable at gmail.com. All right, this is a club update. We meant to have him on the full show yesterday. It didn't work out, but we had to talk to him. It is, of course, Dan of formerly Baggies Facts, now 1878WBA, uh, if you check them out on Twitter. Dan... West Bromwich Albion are in ridiculous form right now. A long shout from the last one of these we did, talking about how Pulis was on the verge of getting sacked and then miraculously <laughs> signing an extension. What's happened? I don't know. I think it's a slap me. I can't believe it, to be honest. Mate. It's ridiculous. Um, it's actually not, too. It's, it's not massively ridiculous because the one thing I've always said along all the times that I've criticised Pulis and the times where I've probably said that Pulis needs to um, book his ideas up in terms of our playing style and not being so defensive at all times, um, is that we've got the players to be able to do what we're currently doing, beating teams and beating teams comfortably, especially in home games. Um, I've always said that we've got the players and Tony Pulis always played us down and 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 kind of said it as if it, it's, you know, maybe we're just West Brom um, and we are going to struggle. And do you know what I mean? Like like relegation is a serious threat and, yeah. and, and staying up is a massive priority, of course, which it is. But I think the Baggies fans have, have knew all along that we've got the quality of player to be able to push him towards the, to the top half of the table. Um, and so when, when those that question why... The, the Baggies fans that were frustrated with Pulis try and try and make their point. I would always say that he's just proving us right, really, because we've always said that we think he's got the the, the talent available to be to be doing what he's doing now. Yeah, if it, that it, makes sense. It, do, it that, certainly that, does because you're doing it now. Or, exactly to your point. Yeah, and, and I think I, I, do, I do genuinely think that the owners have had a say um, in terms of just hammering home that we need to be playing more attractive football um, because crowds are dwindling. They have been dwindling. Um, it is quite tough being the only West Midlands club because we haven't really got a real rival to go up against. And as much as it's great to be the most prominent club in the area, it, it is, yeah, it, 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 it's sort of missing that edge because we've got no close rival, if that makes sense. Um and I think we're just trying to attract more fans to the club and the way that Pulis was setting his team up for a lot of games last season um, and maybe towards the early parts of this season, it, it wasn't going to turn people's heads and it wasn't going to make people think, do you know what, I'm going to go and watch West Brom play football. Hmm. Um, but 
the, the, the case at the minute is that, that people are very much, I'm sure, going to be encouraged by what we're doing. And, and you know, if if we can attract some some more fans to the to the club and and get the stadium full, and then it's you know that can only be a good thing. And I think if you look at how we're playing recently, we've scored three or more goals in five or five games at home this season. Um, and and for me, I think that that's that's ridiculous. But I mean, we've never done that in a Premier League season before, and we're only halfway through. So. Yeah, absolutely chuffed right now. Um, I'm glad that Pulis has got us playing football. I'm not going to be so stupid as to be so rigid to say, you know, my opinion on Pulis was that I wasn't so happy and that I'm going to stick with that opinion and and say that, you know, regardless, I, I think we need a, a change imminently because, I mean, there will be Baggies fans that think that way that really are against Pulis, but I would be stupid to make those comments. Um, so, as a fan of West Bromwich Albion, the only thing I want to see is for us to be winning games and, and putting on good performances and getting results against the teams in and around us. And if we can take points off the bigger size, it's a bonus. So, I'm, I'm absolutely chuffed at the minute. Yeah, it's been fantastic. And as a neutral, I've been tuning into these West Bromwich Albion matches uh, because you play some great football right now and because... I have Matty Phillips in my fantasy team and have done for about two months. And everyone that's listened to my advice on that subject should be thanking me right now. He has yeah. been absolutely immaculate. How do you think yeah. that this form really came out of him? Because kind of like you were saying about your whole team, the ability was there. The potential was there. It just seems to all yeah. be catalyzing at the moment. Um, I think with Matty Phillips, I think there was, there was a little... He, he got dropped for the game before we played Leicester City. Um and then he put in an immense performance against Leicester. Um, and I think since then, it's just continued. You know, I, I, I think he's one of those players. I think he's definitely a confidence player. If he knows that the, the team around him are going to offer him support, if he knows that if he does make the odd mistake that, that nobody's going to get on his back, um, then I think he's going to produce for you. Of course, he's not, he's not one of the top players in the Premier League in, in terms of pure ability. But sometimes, you know, if, if you've got the perseverance to keep going and, and to keep trying things, then it will come off for you. And, and you know, his confidence is really high at the moment. Um, what's unbelievable to me is that he, he hasn't had a look in, in terms of international football with Scotland in the recent squads, um, even before Christmas. So hopefully that's going to change for him going forward. Um, and he's second, he's second in terms of assists only to Kevin De Bruyne in the Premier League. And to say that he had a poor start to the season, if he'd played like he has in the last two or three months throughout the whole season, people would be talk, talking about him signing for a big club, I'm sure, because that's what happens when you do so well. Um, yeah, so for, for five million or so pounds, um, in terms of signings and, and value for money, he has to be the Premier League signing of the season so far. And I don't think anyone can really question that, to be honest. Can I tell you, I think there's another underrated one, and just because I'm selfish, Wanyama for 11. Is it, is but, yeah, no, no, but, I, but I, I, I would agree with that, but still that's double the amount of money spent on True. Kevin Phillips Absolutely. from a championship True. club as well. Matty Phillips. Uh, and, Kevin and were... Phillips, different story. <laughs> <laughs> Do you know, he's, he's the best Phillips to play for a baggy since Kevin. Um, <laughs> yeah, but it, I, I, I think 
you, you can just see he's really confident. He's got yeah. the ball on the wings and he switches wings as well when we're playing. Um, his delivery has been fantastic. His delivery from set pieces as well, from corners, have been fantastic. I don't know if you noticed, yeah. he put in the cross for Chris Brunt to get ahead. And Chris Brunt mm-hmm. is rarely ever in the box <laughs> for corners. Because yeah, both assists from crosses, right? Uh, yeah. Um, and, and, and Chris Brunt's headering in from a Kevin Phillips corner. And uh, You keep saying Kevin Phillips. <laughs> yeah, I'm sorry. <laughs> it's because... It... <laughs> I'm really sorry. It's because he's such a great man in the Baggies history. Yeah. Um, from a Matty Phillips corner. So. Oh, as soon as we get a king, I'm calling him Ludley every chance I get. <laughs> <laughs> Bound to happen at some point. Um, so, but but yeah, I mean, but it's not just it's not just really Matty Phillips. There's, there's a whole squad of players that are really excelling at the minute, and it, and I wouldn't say that they're playing you know out of their skin. They're just doing. What, what I think their abilities are allowing them to do. You know, I don't I think there's probably more to come for us in certain games and certain situations. Um, you know, we've got Johnny Evans who's just absolutely fantastic at the back. McCauley, despite a blip in recent weeks, has played brilliantly against Hull City with that match saving tackle um in at the end of the first half. Um McLean, when he's been coming on and when he's been starting, has been, you know, fantastic, lots of energy. He scored twice for us this season. Rondon up top, his recent hat trick, um, that was that was fantastic um, against uh, against Swansea. Um, three headers, only the second player to ever do that in Premier League history, a hat trick of headers, um, and, and and we're playing that well at the minute. But the one player who was our star performer and the one signed that was <laughs> meant to be, you know, a, yeah. a notch of the rest is. No, I wouldn't say he's invisible because he's he's playing his part, but he's he's not he's not taking as many headlines because of yeah. a lot of players around him. Brunt, and, Morrison. Th- and this is what I talked about in my Chadley breakdown for you guys yeah. when you signed him is that he he does a lot of stuff off the ball, and so when he's not contributing directly, it's really easy to kind of lose sight of him. But he's he's still mm-hmm. running the channels, he's still spreading out the defense. I would assume. <laughs> oh no, yeah, no, he is, and he, he's certainly adding to what we've got. And we'd be a poorer side without him, um, but he's just not—he's not putting in that final ball or, or scoring that, that that goal that that gives players because that's what gives players headlines, isn't it? But um, I'm sure that's going to come with, with the, you know in the, in the second in the second half of the season because he's he is a class act. Mm. And and you got to imagine that that'll help mitigate some of the regression that you could face because when Matty Phillips starts coming back to earth, if he ever does, maybe he's actually going to win a Ballon d'Or someday. Um, <laughs> but uh, when Matty Phillips starts coming down, you'd expect eventually Chadley is going to be better than this as well. So maybe that will help. Uh, it was a, my big thing this summer was regression-proofing your squad. I think that's uh, definitely a case for that. Um, so as I mentioned, last time we talked, you you very deftly mentioned the uh, Chadley thing, which obviously was going to be brought up by me anyway. But the other big thing we were talking about, as I mentioned in the intro, was Tony Pulis and his fate. Are, are the fans more on side now? Can you, as a fan, because you've been very critical of the bad times, but have been praising in the good times, what, how, how much longer do you think he'll be at the club and how much longer do you want him to be there? And has that changed because of this recent run of form? Well, he's got a new contract, so I assume he's going to be he in sure the club does. for the long term now. <laughs> um, you know, um, it's not, it's, he's not everyone's cup of tea, you know, because when we are defensive... We are ultra defensive, and we can. It can be a tough watch at times, but, but there is no doubt in that any no one but nobody minds us going to Arsenal. Nobody's going to mind us going to Spurs. 
nobody's going to mind us playing Man City, United, Liverpool, etc. With those style of uh, of tactics, it's it's not going to bother us fans because we we accept that in order to get results against the bigger sides, which have clearly got better players than ourselves, then you need to limit what they're doing. And hopefully, um, we, you know, because because of how good we are at set pieces and, and corners and free kicks in and around the box. Um, and how we're expressing ourselves on the counter-attack at the moment, then there's the potential for us to, to go there, put 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 ten, nine, ten men behind the ball and then press quickly on the counter and try and win corners or, or try and, you know, catch a goal on the break. Um, and I don't think anyone's got a problem with that. Um, and then you add to the fact that we've been... I wouldn't, I wouldn't say that we've been outplaying teams because that's not our style. We we had a moment against Hull where Hull were really sitting back in the first half for for a little while, and it was almost as if the Baggies players were looking at each other like, well, "What do we do here?" You know, the other team hasn't got the ball. <laughs> we we do allow the opposition a lot of the ball, um, but we are we have also been using it very well on the counter attack, fast flowing football um, through the centre of park to the wings, uh, and getting crosses over. And it's been really, it's been really working for him. I don't know if you remember um, when Pulis first came. The that was what I thought would be our style of play. Mm. From, from and he and he's and he's you know Tony Pulis is for for whichever for whichever reason he's managing to get this team playing the kind of football you know for a club of our size, which is he's pushing on entertainment, you know. So. Um, absolutely no complaints with how we're playing, how we're doing, out in the league. Um, there, there are still, still some people that are never going to like Tony Pulis because of, of who he is and what he's done before with Stoke, etc. And how the extreme end of his tactics can piss people off. But um, against the right teams, he's doing the right things. And, you know, I, I, I couldn't ask for any more as it stands at the moment. Um and he's certainly brought a lot more time because I do think that maybe two or three more games into a bad run, as it was when I last spoke to you, I do think his job was definitely on the line. Um, but, you know, he was confident in, in a, a arresting that slide and, and, and he's, he's done so with some aplomb. He's been, it's, it's, it's been really enjoyable supporting the Baggies this season. And that's, I think that's always... You know, being a supporter of a club that finishes in the bottom half of the league, usually trying to hopefully push into the top ten, um, that's all you can ask for, and, and maybe a cup run. And so the cup game, yeah, coming up, that's that's going to be quite important for us fans. Yeah, I'll get to the uh, cup match here at the end, but um, right now you already mentioned you are currently eighth. Uh, you're being linked with some exciting names, which we'll also get to in a second, but. As you mentioned, it was looking like a relegation fight for a while there. Now looking like a fight for a European spot. Where where do you think this will end up come the end of the year? Um, it's it's a tough one. I, do you know, I genuinely I'm that confident in how we're doing at the moment. Even when we was losing one nil to Hull um, at halftime, I, I thought you know what we, we we can still win this game, and we did, and we did so comfortably. Um, there's, I, I don't, I don't feel that we're gonna, I don't feel that we're gonna stop beating the teams 
towards the bottom end of the table. I think we're going to keep doing it. Um, so I, I think a top 10 finish would be deemed a success. If we were to still be in and around the European spots when it comes to maybe the last six or seven games, that would be fantastic. And it would be, you know, if we could get a European spot, I'd be absolutely ecstatic because it's it's a dream, it'd be a dream come true, really, because I'd love to see my club playing matches around Europe and I'd love to go and follow them and do that. Um, I've, you know, before anybody messages me after this and says I'm calling for Albion to be in Europe, and I think that's what's going to happen. I'm not I'm not saying that. I'm just saying that we've got the ability to be pushing those spots. And should things come together, and should we get a bit of luck, and and the right things drop for us, then you never know. Maybe we could, maybe we could do that. But it and, and, it, and it, but it will depend as well, like you say, on on reinforcements. I think in January. Um, you know, and, and with us in the position of eighth at the minute, I think it gives us a much better opportunity than in previous January transfer windows. Yeah, and there's the segue into transfer windows because there's a big one on the horizon. And I I uh, <laughs> talked to you off air. I have been high on you guys basically this whole run. Uh, and so I went out and said that if you signed Morgan Schneiderlin, which is a pseudo-realistic possibility... That you could that you could look further up the table than where you are now, mm-hmm. um, and somebody said arguably there's only one spot left because the top six are clearly the top six. But mm-hmm. my my point at the time was there are many instances of this lately, where a, a player of significance signs in January and then that team makes a run. Uh, if you think Poppy Cisse and Newcastle that yeah. year that they pushed up to fifth, you had Everton that year they finished fifth. Um, Third example, <laughs> I don't remember what they were, but I was like, this is not a surprising thing. Southampton made a charge a little bit there, what was that, two or three years ago? When they were like top yeah. four in December? Like, th- this happens. A, what do you think the likelihood is that you'd actually cough up the money? Because I know you were looking for a central midfielder in the summer as well. What do you think the likelihood yeah. is that you sign a player, either specifically him, a player like that, and how much could that boost your chances? I think that the Albion chairman has actively said that he's looking for first team squad additions. Now that's not something that Albion rarely, you know, as a club, we, we rarely come out and talk about transfers and, 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 and say that this is what we're going to be doing. Um, it's usually a bit of a guessing game. Um, but I, I do feel this window, we're going we, we, we're going to be talking serious money and we maybe even get a couple of players in that are going to, not not just be squad players or players for the future or loanies, but potentially a couple of players maybe that that are going to come straight into this team and, and strengthen us even further, which is going to be a shame for a couple of players that are probably playing well for us at the minute. But if we can strengthen this team, then you know it's it's all about that to be honest as as a fan. Um, but the likelihood of Schneiderlin. Uh, you know, I'd like to say it was very likely, but I don't see it coming off. But there is no reason why we can't go out there and get a player of, you know, of of similar qualities to, to Schneiderlin. I do feel that um, Fletcher could maybe do with a rest here and there. Um, I don't think that he's been our most formed player of this season. Um, his passing can be a bit lacklustre. Um, I think he loses concentration sometimes in, in games. Um, 
and he, he does let his man go sometimes. Um, so if, if if anyone is going to be dropped out of Jakob and Fletcher, I would like to say it'd be Fletcher, but you know whether Pulis stands by his captain or not. Um, but I mean, if you, you, you talk about Schneidlin, um, there was mentions earlier earlier, you know, probably a couple of weeks back of us being interested in Fabian Delph. Um, and that would be a similar level sort of signing, I feel. So, I mean, again, I'm not going to stick my neck out and say, oh, the baggies, you know, we're, we're, we're a big club. We're going to manage to get these deals over the line. It all just depends on, it depends on many factors. One of one of them being money and... Well, the money that, is there with the new owners now. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. That is That could be the one thing that really does get it over the line, especially due to our position in the league. I'm talking myself into being optimistic here. Hey. You need to be careful. <laughs> um, but if, I mean, you know, 20 million quid, we can afford that now. <laughs> it's crazy, but yeah, we can we can afford to go and splash 20 million quid on, on a player should we need, should we think that player is important enough for us to go and sign. Um, and if we were to get a top-class midfielder and, and uh, we definitely need another striker. I don't well, think we can trust in Hal He had an assist. Uh, Rob, <laughs> Robson Cano scored a cracker against Southampton and, and bagged an assist uh, against um, Hull. But even with two strikers, they could both get injured in one fixture, you know, and then yeah. we're left with um, Fat Berahino. So, you know. Who, by the I'm way, sure. you can really mark his drop in importance because he's on a free right now and no one's talking about it. Yeah. And do you know what? Well, you know how I feel about Berahino. I sure do. <laughs> but, but the problem is, he's getting to a point now where I think his best option in terms of playing Premier League football Just is staying. to sign a new contract at the Albion. Yeah. Because I, I genuinely, I don't know whether clubs are going to want to take a punt on him. And if they are going to want to take a punt on him, they're not going to be offering him the money that Albion are offering him, which is around 60k a week. So... You know, he's he's done this himself and I just hope to God he gets himself out of this situation. If he signs a new contract for the baggage, which I personally, I couldn't care less whether he does or not. I, in fact, I hope he doesn't because I'm just sick of the whole affair. But if he does, he does. He needs to get his head down and score goals and get the fans back on side. And then we can maybe work towards towards repaying us a bit and, and you know, um, for, for all of the shit that he's, he's put, you know, hard-working Baggies fans through with his pathetic antics. So, yeah, I mean, we wouldn't need a, a third striker if you could guarantee that Berahino's head was going to be on it and if he was going to be scoring goals, but unfortunately we can't do that. Hmm. And Chad, um, I will... promise you that he can play as a false nine, but don't trust him. We tried that. Yeah, I don't did think not work. any intention of playing him up top, to be honest. <laughs> Uh, there was talk of Shane Long. Um, oh, but until Austin got hurt, yeah. Yeah, but if, even then, I'm, I wouldn't be that, that fussed. There's, uh, there's been talk about Snodgrass, Rudy Jested from, from Villa, but he's, he's pretty much sealed the deal to Middlesbrough. Um, there's been also Kevin Stewart at Liverpool, has been mentioned. Um, Luciano Narsing, PSV. Ooh, there's, there's been a few players. Be Although you already have wide players. Yeah, but I mean, but these are the kind of names that we're looking for. 
Um, I mean, Kevin Stewart might be an option from Liverpool, but again, it, but it's, it's not. It's probably going to be a loan. It's not going to be a, a big name player that the fans probably want. Um, but I personally would would love to see us get another striker. Um, probably looking abroad for the right kind of quality because you're always going to be paying too much. I think if if you're looking at Premier League players, um, I wouldn't be that disappointed if we were to 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 pick up a player that's not going to walk straight into the first team. Um, but it would be good to sign a player that's really going to be able to come in and, and, and challenge Rondon for that for that first team spot. Um, so, yeah, I mean, who knows with, with, with transfers because we get we get linked with a different player every day. Um, if we used to have signed all the players we've been linked with so far, then we'd probably be able to put two first 11s out. I'm Nick Friedman. I'm Lee Alec Murray. And I'm Leah President. And this is Crunchyroll Presents The Anime Effect. We are a new show breaking down the anime news, views, and shows you care about each and every week. I can't think of a better studio to bring something like this to life. Yeah, I agree. We're covering all the classics. If I don't know a lot about Godzilla, which I do, but I'm trying to pretend (laughs) that I don't right now. Hold it in. And our current faves. Luffy must have his due. (laughs) Tune in every week for the latest anime updates and possibly a few debates. I remember, what was that? (laughs) Say what you're going to say and I'll circle back. You can listen to Crunchyroll Presents The Anime Effect every Friday wherever you get your podcasts. And watch full video episodes on Crunchyroll or the Crunchyroll YouTube channel. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot. We charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Yeah, uh, while we're talking about uh, transfers and everything. There was a period of time where you were saying Neom looks a good player, maybe just not on the wrong foot out at left back. Has mm-hmm. been playing better, now not going to Africa. Do you think that's yeah. still something that you need to fill? No. <laughs> All right. <laughs> uh, do you know what? I mean, personally, I would like to see Neom shifted to right back and Dawson shifted to centre back to play with Evans once McCauley. Oh, you could do a back three. Everyone's doing it. Well, I know I don't know about a back three, but I think McCauley is pushing in terms of his age now, and Dawson is more suited to the centre back role because he does get forward well, and he, he does he's more of an adequate in the right back slot. But he's you, you still know he's not a right back. Um, but to be honest, um, it would be good to sign a left back in the window. It'd be great to get Charlie Taylor from Leeds. I'd love to sign to sign him um, with his contract running out. A name that may be but, like around that kind of backup for now level potential long-term option is Ben Chilwell at Leicester, who's been talked about a lot for other clubs. Yeah. Like that backup grow him to be the next good left back. I don't know, just a thought. I'm, I'm not sure Leicester are going to want to lose him, though, to be honest. True. But, I mean, um, if Neon's got to play at left foot for us the rest of the season, he can do because I do I do love the bloke, as do the rest of the Baggies fans. Um, he's he's been a standout player to be honest. Apart from probably Matty Phillips, not Kevin Phillips, Matty Phillips. Um, 
he's he's been really he's been so solid at the back. Um, despite him not being left-footed, he's managed to to get himself into positions going forward to be able to deliver crosses and and support the attacking players. I mean, I don't know if you you watched a bit more than the highlight, just the highlights against Hull. I was but, watching it. Um, well, well, Neom in the second half was almost play. He was almost in every single position yeah. going. He was he was playing on the left of a back three because we matched up Hull. But he was getting he was getting forward on the left wing. He was challenging in the middle of the park, yep. and it was even one instance he was on the edge of a box, ready to to pull out pull out a shot at the back. So he he just pleases fans, I think, with his uh, with his attitude, um, and with his yeah, he's got ability. Don't let I wouldn't I wouldn't even say he's just a stopgap now. I'd say that he's made that left back slot his own. Um, although he didn't play there from the start against Hull um where Brunt was preferred but I think that's because I think because of the opposition um I think Pulis wanted more attacking minded players on the pitch which mm. just shows you where Pulis is at now as a leader <laughs> <clears throat> yeah uh, crazy to think of just a few months ago. Uh, all right, well, we'll wrap this up with uh, a preview. Uh, we could do two, I suppose, but we'll start with the preview uh, for your FA Cup match that you have here coming up, um, obviously, against Derby. What are you thinking about this one? Uh, as long as we can progress to the fourth round, I don't care how we win it. Um, I would like us to play a, a strong side. Um, we are... I'm not going to go out and say we're safe yet, but you know, we need three more wins pretty much to, to guarantee our safety in the Premier League. And I'm sure we can manage that over the last 18 games or so. Um, so it would be great if we can play a full-strength team. Really, really, you know, I'm not saying we're going to turn Derby over by any stretch, but to put in a Premier League performance and to assert our, our authority and and to, to, to be um, what is effectively a lower league side and you know, moving into to the uh, next round of the cup, it would, you know, as an Albion fan, and I've said this numerous, numerous times, that the only way of achieving a real success for a club of our size is to go and challenge in one of the domestic cup competitions and try and gain to Europe that way. Um, and if we was to, to push in towards the latter stage of the FA Cup, I think excitement around the club would, would really start to build. Um, and it would, you know, it would be the icing on the cake of what has been um, a very, very good season so far. Yep. Uh, I guess we should talk about this. It'll tear our friendship asunder, but uh, West Brom will be playing Tottenham yep. in the next Premier League match. Both of us riding into this match in blazing form. Uh, what, what are your What are your hopes? What are your thoughts? Do you think you're gonna nick the points? Do you think you'll get uh, some something? Or pessimism, uh, which must be hard for you. I know that you're deeply a pessimistic person, but <laughs> things are going so well at the moment. Um, do you know what? There's no reason why we can't go to Spurs and get three points. There's no reason why we can't. We've got the players to do it. We're playing. You know, we, we we went to to Arsenal and we lost by a single goal. Yet we had chances to to score before they did um, against Chelsea away, and they've been turning teams over for fun. Um, we went very close to to going a whole game without conceding against them. If we play a similar sort of style and get a bit of luck, then you then you never know what sort of result we're going to come away with. 
Um, and, you know, in recent history, we have managed to get some results at, at White Hart Lane. So it's a, it's a ground that the Baggies fans enjoy going to. Um, so, yeah, uh, there's there's no reason why we can't go out and win. But that doesn't mean I'm predicting an Albion win either. You know, it, um, it's it's going to be an extremely tough encounter, especially with Dele, Dele Alli, you know, scoring goals like he's never scored before. And he's doing it um, with his head now because, you know, he needed another way to put balls in the net. Well, I, I, to be honest, I've, I, I put Ericsson in my dream team um, yeah. before, just before Deli Ali went on this mad run. And I just wished that I'd have gone for Ali instead. I mean, Ericsson's getting the assists. It's, it's not a total loss. He did. Yeah, he did. He, he's, been, he's been racking up the points a bit, but it's nowhere near as much as yeah. Ali. But yeah, I, I just... I, it, there's no reason why we can't go to White Hart Lane and, and get three points. But if, if you want a, a proper prediction, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go and, and say... Uh, a score draw, maybe a one-one, because as much as we have been um, scoring goals of late, we've also been conceding the odd one too, which we we sort of gone under a radar though, to be fair, and rightly so, because if we're scoring goals, if we concede one but score three, who cares? You know, we've won and you're the still games, eighth but... in goals allowed, so you're still top ten. Yeah, 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 but. But we have done better than I'm not. I'm not, I'm not even going to mention it. Doesn't matter. We, we're scoring goals. Who there cares? it is. We're there it was. That's where the, <laughs> the negativity uh, was about I, to come. I, I think it, it would be a bit of an anomaly to be fair if was if we was to get a result at Spurs because if you look at um, the teams that we've beat and the teams that we haven't beat, we've beat all of the teams below us pretty much. Um, I think apart from Bournemouth away, we lost that one, and then all of the teams above us, we've struggled to get results against. So our position in the league table is backed up by the fact that we've beat all of the teams pretty much, or got points against the teams that are below us in the in the uh, in the league table. So maybe this maybe this might be a game for Spurs to take, you know. But mm. it, it, to be fair, it's it's a bonus fixture for ourselves. Spurs are you know looking quite tasty this season, um, along with you know I, I, I can't. Who's, I can't call who's going to finish in that top four. It's, it's madness this season. So every point's important. Um, and I'm sure Pochettino's going to want to try and find a way of uh, beating Tony Pulis on the day. Yeah. Uh, from the Spurs side, uh, we just beat Chelsea, so it's inevitable we're going to draw this one. <laughs> so I, <laughs> I agree with you. I think a score draw is definitely on the cards. Um, and both of, both of our defense is very good. Both of them love conceding exactly one goal. Uh, so uh, I think 1-1 one, one seems the obvious choice there. All right. Well, Dan, thank you so much uh, for coming on and talking with us. Always a pleasure. Uh, tell the folks where they can find you. Yeah. Um, formerly Baggy's Facts, but now um, 1878. Um, you can find our website, 1878.net, all, all words as opposed to numbers. Um and then our Twitter feed is available, um, 1878-WBA, which is um, the numbers as opposed to the letters, if that makes any sense to you all. Um, we've actually, we're getting lots of pieces online at the minute. Um, we've got a, a couple of new writers who are, are contributing, which we're really grateful for, um, and their pieces are well worth a read. Um, the most recent one, um, from a, a new writer of ours, Matt, um, has gone online in regard to how Pulis is winning over fans and, and, and his support of Tony Pulis, which I can only really agree with. 
Um, and there's going to be a piece online tomorrow, I believe, from um, our regular writer Heidi. Um, I don't know. I don't even know what she's wrote about. She's she's a free spirit. She can. She, you know, I'm sure it'll be a good piece. So, <laughs> yeah, you can check those. You can check those out um, online at 1878.net. Thanks a lot for having me on, Kev. Cheers. Yep, pleasure having you back, and we hope you keep listening. Every fan knows the right player in the right position can be a game changer. Put LifeLock between your identity and identity thieves to monitor and alert you to threats you could miss. Plus, with a U.S.-based restoration specialist on your team, you won't have to face drained accounts, fraudulent loans, or other losses from identity theft alone. All backed by the LifeLock Million Dollar Protection Package. Change the game on identity theft. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com aware.